Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Were you ready to get into the Word this morning? It's going to be good. You know, we've been talking the last several weeks and uh, about vision around here. And uh, we're going to continue this morning. We started talking uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, something like that. Like I said before, last week and the week before, I didn't intend on doing a series necessarily. But I knew I was going to do a couple a couple messages. But just endeavoring to follow my heart and what the Lord would have us to do. I mean, you know, he has what we need. Yes. Every time we come together, he knows what we need and um, he knows what we need to hear. And I'll just take a quick break. Uh, if you're listening online or on YouTube... Yes, my voice is a little raspy, but I'm healed in the name of Jesus, and so uh, just bear with us today, but we welcome you online. So we've been talking about the subject of vision for the last few weeks, and it's important for us, and so we're, we're going somewhere with this. I was thinking uh, t- last night, you know, had I known this would, it was going to be several weeks, I probably would have adjusted the background art a little bit uh, to be a little more conducive that Sunday I had on a red tie, so I put red on the, on the uh, you can put it up, the, the, first, the first slide. I had red there because I had a red tie on. Well, I'm not going to re- wear red every week. I should have thought that through a little better. But anyway, y'all forgive me. Um, but um, it starts about the value of vision. Vision is such an important thing. And I want to read the scripture to you. We've read this before in Ephesians chapter 2, the 10th verse. It says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. What? For good works. Everybody say good works. How many know work is involvement, it's activity for good works, right? And it says, for good works, which God prepared beforehand, why? That we should walk in them. It's kind of like, you know, you ladies or you gentlemen, I'm not a cook. I, I wish I was. I could, I could cook something. I can, I can make grits really well. That's about it. But, hey, grits are good. Amen. All of our grits fans. Who was that? Oh, Ryan. My grits are good, aren't they? They are good. They're heavenly. But anyway, uh, I'm not a cook otherwise, but Amy cooks all the time. She's a great cook. Well, when she cooks, you know, now that it's kind of one of those things now that our kids are getting older, some of you parents, you can relate, when your kids are little, they're always home, you know, or whatever you're doing, they are, that's where they are. Well, once they get to a place where they're driving and, I mean, they're as likely to be there as not be there, you know, and so it's a wonderful thing. Have some peace, you know, but, but then at the same time, we love having them home and having them there. I do love my kids, but we like having them there. But you know, when Amy cooks, she cooks, not just to say she cooked, but she, she cooks it. Why? So they can enjoy it. She prepares something so that they can enjoy it, that they can be fed by it. And so if she makes dinner and and they decide to go to Chick-fil-A instead, we're a little jealous to start with, but, but we're a little annoyed too. We cooked you dinner. How come you didn't come home and eat dinner with us? At least let us know. Well, the Lord has prepared good works for us. If you're in Christ, he has prepared works for you, prepared, already done for the purpose that you, sh- are, you should walk in them. So when God looks at you, he sees you with purpose. He sees you with the specific details assigned to your life and not just specific details for the sake of saying, I did something so that, but so that you would walk those things out. His gifts, his plans are so good. They're so awesome that he can't wait to see them put on demonstration. He can't wait to see them acted out, lived out, walked out because they're so good. We've got to catch that. We need vision in our life. Vision is such an important thing. We read the scripture, and this is in the King James. In uh, King James uh, of Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, 
says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law or instruction, happy is he. And so that verse is a verse everybody knows, very common verse. But um, where there is no vision, the people perish. And we looked at different translations. Of course, vision in, the, in, in your notes on your New King James Bible will say prophetic vision. So it's not just any vision we're talking about. We're talking about a divine vision. God has a divine vision for your life. And when that's not there, it says the people perish. Some translations say um, uh, cast off restraint. They run wild. Uh, I like the message Bible. I haven't quoted this one yet. It says they stumble over themselves. They just stumble. Ever been in a place where you can't see? Yeah, it's called the dark. Right? And he, and he helped me out. He said, yeah, it's called dark. Yeah, when you're in the dark and you can't see, what happens? You, you, you want to help me? That'd be great. No, you, you, you stumble all over yourself. And, and things that can be easy turn into being very difficult. Steve is reminding me of uh, in my own example, what it looks like to be in the dark. Many years ago, my parents were uh, then the pastors and we actually hadn't been back at the church very long. We've been here for uh, 20 years, but it wasn't you know, just very long that, that um, we had come back and they were out of town. So I was down here on the Sunday night. You know, when your kids are little, it's hard to do much of anything, you know, because SpongeBob was on all the time or whatever. And so I needed some peace and quiet. So I came down here to study. Well, at the time, uh, we had some folks that were, um, I can only assume, they were parking in the back of our, anybody know what parking is? Do I need to explain that? <laughs> okay, no. So had some folks that were parking, I guess, at night in the back of our property, and they'd pull up and go into the back, you know, back there, and, and we were trying to catch them, and, and you know, hey, this, this, isn't, this is not what this is for, you know, and so, um, and so I was down here, and, and, uh, and I heard a sound, and so I... I quickly ran out of my office and I went into the uh, tiny tots room because my office was over, is over here. We're about to move it, but ran into the tiny tots room and it was dark because it's, you know, like 10 o'clock at night or something. And, and I don't want to open the blinds to look out. They'll see me, you know, and, and give myself away. So I went into the tiny tots because it was dark. And so I'm looking at them and I see headlights coming. And so I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to get them. I don't know what I was thinking. So <laughs> I've been in and out of that room hundreds of times. Thousands of times. I know my way around that room perfectly, but in the moment of, of sudden need to do something, I need to make a decision and move quickly. I ran out of the room, but I unfortunately ran right into the corner of the door. You know, Pastor Amy on Wednesday night talked about Jack falling, hitting the corner of the wall. Hey, you know, he gets it honestly, right? And um, so I ran and I hit couldn't see. I was in the dark and I, and I thought I knew what I was doing. And I ran out the door instead of catching, you know, Parker's, I caught stitches, you know, and, um, and I actually didn't get stitches because I went to, I had to go to the ER and it was a bad cut and I didn't, they, I appreciate it. He's just, he's just looking at, he made so much fun of me when that happened. He just harassed me about that. I had to come in that next morning and preach on a Sunday morning with surgical glue. Anybody remember that? Had a big glop of surgical glue on your head. Not one of my finer moments, you know, but I don't mind telling on myself. We've all been there, right? So when you can't see, you cast off restraint. We'll, we'll do another translation. You run into doorways. So uh, it's what happens when you can't see. And so without vision, these things happen. 
And that word vision, like we said, is noted. It's prophetic vision. It's the divine vision, something that the Lord says for you. Any old vision is not good enough. You have to know what the Lord is saying to you. Uh, but the, when you broke, break that word down to, to vision, is really just meant to see. In the original Hebrew, the basic was just to see. You need to see these things. When people can't see it, it's like an aha moment. You ever had an aha moment where maybe you've seen it with your eyes before, but suddenly, oh, now it just makes sense. Now I understand it. And it's not just about seeing the vision. You can see yourself in the vision. I hope you're listening to me. Not just seeing it, but you see yourself in it. You see how you connect, how you fit. That's a part of understanding something. I needed to see the door, but I also needed to see how I fit through the door, right? And unfortunately, I didn't. Never happened again. Every time I walk through, I think about that. There's the door, and I go through the middle of the door, right? Now I see it. So this is important to us. We need to see these things. And so I know we've, the last, um, uh, we started this, I guess this is week number three. I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't remember. It's week something of this. Um, and I, and I, and I want to move into the vision of the church, but I just can't get a release yet to quite move in. And we're going to get to, we are going to get to part of that, hopefully by the end of our time together. Um, but I believe the Lord really wants to drive some things home. So I'm going to do a little review. There's folks maybe that haven't been here every single service, haven't listened. But even if you had, I believe the Lord wants us to, to catch this. We need to see, we all need to see where we fit. We need to see and get a hold of vision for our life and what this is. It, because without it, you run wild. Uh, there's, um, uh, oh, nice little voice crack there. That's great. Um, there was a, uh, trying to find where I put this in my notes. Praise the Lord. Talk amongst yourself. No, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. There we go. This was the Anderson Expanded Vision. I've been listening to some recordings of my dad this week. And he was talking about this verse. And um, he said that this was the Anderson Expanded. So I've added a couple he read that verse, and he talked about all the different translations, you know, run wild, cast off restraint. So this was his, and I've added a couple. He said, where there is no vision, no revelation of the plan and purpose of God, the people break loose, throw off restraint, and become unbridled. They become demoralized, unruly, begin to run wild. They are naked, stumbling all over themselves, and cease doing anything productive for God. So as you get that, I think we can see it's such an important thing. And the, and, the, and the sad truth is, you think, well, you know, I'm born again. I know Jesus. I'm good. You still need to see where you fit. You still need to see what God has for you. You need to see it. And it goes beyond redemption. Redemption is the starting point, And it's the most important part. It's, some, it's our foundation. You need that. But you got to see where you fit from there on out. And so the scripture goes on to say, but, but happy is he who keepeth the law. I think the Amplified says blessed, happy, happy, and fortunate. And so we can see when we keep vision, the, that when you say law, you think, oh, that's scary. Law, when you see what God has for you, when you get it, yeah. and when you're functioning in that, then you step into a place of happiness. How many know happy is better than being unruly or naked? Wouldn't you agree? Like, happy is better than... Yeah, so we want to have that in our life, and so it's such an important thing. So I want to just, like I said, go over just a couple things about that. We also talked about, we can put up uh, Acts twenty nine eighteen, New King James. This was Paul writing here, and this is, um, these verses before this is the vision of our church. But Acts twenty nine eighteen, New King James, it says, um, go ahead and put it up when you're ready. It says, um, Acts 26, what did I say? 
26. Y'all know, good, I'm testing you. You're passing. Acts 26, 19. You got Acts 1, 18 up there. There we go. Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Heavenly vision, what's that referring to? The same thing he was referring to in Proverbs. It's that divine that, that, that divine or prophetic vision. He said, I was not disobedient from, to the heavenly vision. And so any old vision won't work. You have to know what God is saying to you, and God is saying something to you. Well, no, God isn't talking to me. If you're not hearing from the Lord as far as how you fit into things and what you should be doing, then you're not listening, Amen. right? Nobody's born without a purpose. Nobody is born again without a purpose. If somebody could say, if you could convince me, which you can't, that a person has no purpose in life, you know, because maybe the circumstances of, of how they are conceived or whatever, I don't believe that at all. Listen, God knows, knows what's going on and what he may not approve or have been behind what has happened. He still has a purpose for you. He still has a plan for you and he can take what the devil meant for evil and turn it out to be wonderful and impactful and change the world, right? And so, you know, no matter how that happens, God still has something. But definitely when a person gets born again and recreated what? In Christ Jesus. Come on now. You got purpose. There's things for you. So if you're not seeing it, if you're not hearing how you fit, what God has, you're not listening because he's talking to you. You need to know the heavenly vision, what God has for you, the heavenly vision. We talked about our visions are tied to a heavenly purpose. It's tied to a kingdom purpose. You can say it that way. Our vision for our life must be tied to a kingdom purpose. If it's not connected, then it's just us. Anything that's just you won't produce. Anything that I said, anything that's just you, and it's okay to have things that are just us, things that we like, things that we're interested in. There's nothing wrong with that. But if the pursuit of our life is just about us, that when us is gone, then there'll be nothing to show for it. And then we stand before the Lord, we'll have nothing to offer but us. Now, he loves us, but he sees us to be more as just existing. We're partners with him. And so our vision must be part of the heavenly vision, and the heavenly vision is a kingdom-focused vision. You have a part to play. The vision God has for you is connected to the kingdom of God. That's wonderful. Hey, there, there's, no like, there's nothing like belonging. And being a part. So it's connected to that. Jesus said, I will build my church. And that's what he's doing. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against that. So if he's building his church and he has a plan for you, it's connected to the church. People say, well, I am, I'm a Christian. I'm a part of the church, but I don't believe in organized religion. Not true. You can't change the world. You can't build something in a, in a, in a, in a non-put-your-hands-on kind of way. He's assigns people to local churches so you can become a part of what's going on. So these things are important. You need to find that. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4 says to each of us, this is Ephesians 4, 7 and 8, but to each of us, everybody say each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he said he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Drop down to the 11th verse. And he himself, Jesus himself, guys, Jesus himself, every time I read this, I stop. He himself the Holy Spirit was having Paul draw attention to this wasn't just your grandma, somebody you love. This wasn't just your spouse or your kids or Jesus himself. The value of a gift is, is, is directly tied to the giver. When my wife gives me something at me, I mean, I love when somebody gives me something, but my wife or my kids give me something that has special significance. 
Anybody know what I'm talking about? He himself, Jesus himself, gave some. He starts the list. Apostles, some to prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. What? For the equipping of the saints. It's got the idea of architecture. They're the building. Equipping of the saints for the what? The work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith, faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. To a perfect or mature man. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Notice these gifts that he has for us. These purposes. This calling. This vision for you. It's from him. And it elevates us to the position of the stature of Christ himself. That is amazing. Is vision important when it can do that in your life? When it can take you and me and all of our shortcomings and frailties and all of those things and it can, that purpose, those gifts can elevate and mature us to the measure and the stature of Christ? We've not even begun. I don't know if this is me. Some faces are like, uh. I mean, you know, this is, it can take even, uh, and elevate you to the measure of Christ. That, we can stop right there and just chew on that for a while. That is amazing. Jesus is pretty awesome. He was awesome. He walked the earth. He was straight up awesome, incredible, astounding. He's still, he's still amazing. The, the spirits here said that these gifts are given to build us up to that. Not, 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 not saying we're him, but to take a place of maturity that is to the measure and the stature of Christ himself. Wow. I'm so grateful he thought so much of us to even choose us, even, even to be in that club, that, that we can be imitators of God and look like Jesus. I'm just, I'm just amazed that's even possible, but he's so good. He loves us so much. Um, he said, to the, to the measure, the stature of the fullness of Christ, verse 14, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by, the wind, by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into all things into him who is head, the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together. That means connected, right? By what every joint supplies, a connection so strong that they're all producing and supplying something. According to the effect of working by which every part does its share, what causes growth of the body? That's part of that maturing growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. You cannot separate what God has for you apart from what God is doing on the earth and what he's doing on the earth is being done through the church. Thank God for other organizations, you know, other clubs, other groups, you know, the Rotary Club and all these different, those things are wonderful. And if you're part of that, that's great. Nothing compares to being a part of the body of Christ and not just having membership, but being connected and joined together and supplying something. There's nothing like it. And so it says when we do these things that it causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So we are, are required to edify and to build up one another to what? To that point of maturity. And we talk about the fact that you're priests and there's priestly duties and you can go back and listen to that. 
Say, so like you said, well, there's nothing for me to do. Well, that, that's, just not, that's just not the case. You have a heavenly vision for your life. Ask God what he would have you to do. No matter what stage of life you're in, no matter what the situations are. Now, sometimes we, we busy ourselves and we're, we, are, we are distracted with other things to where we feel like there is no time. Well, I'm so busy. Sometimes our busyness is just bad choices. Uh, sometimes our busyness is not necessarily a bad choice as in a bad thing. It's just, it's just wrong, wrong priorities. That's a great word. What does vision do? We said vision supplies direction. Vision sets boundaries for our life, right? If, you, if, you're, if you're saving for something, you have vision, you're buying something specific, it starts setting boundaries. If you're saving up for a new car, saving up for a new home, or, or saving up for the latest whatever, well, it sets some vision, some purpose for you, right? It sets some priorities, it sets some boundaries. You're not just gonna, you're not just gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna spend 10 trips to Eliano's every week. You know, no matter how much you like it, you're going to drink coffee at home. You're not just going to go, go get a, a $5 coffee. You're going to, you're going to drink a, a 50 cent one from home. Why? Because you have purpose in front of you. Well, I don't like that. It's never fun to tell your flesh no, right? But if we don't tell our flesh no, we'll never go anywhere. Your flesh will keep you right where you are the rest of your life. And when it's said and done, you'll have a lot of happy flesh moments, but then have nothing to show for it. Happy flesh moments leads to a life of regret. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Who just, who just yielded to what the idea, if it feels good, do it. If you live that kind of life, it feels good at the moment. But later on down the road, there, there's a price, a price to pay. There's a price to pay. There, there, are, there are things that you are losing. And our goal is not to just hammer people, but we don't want you to miss out on what God has for you. You know, I, I like to use illustrations, visual illustrations. Um, you, you'll, you'll end up seeing more of these. And not every topic can you do an illustration. Uh, you can't always do this. You know, there's three different kinds of learners. Uh, three bases. You can break those down maybe to more categories. I mean, Cat could probably school somehow while this works better, but there are three basic, and one is a, a kinesthetic learner. It's a, it's a type of person that they learn by touching things. Uh, sometimes people get, get uh, uh, um, uh, labeled as uh, ADHD kind of problems and things because they're, kin- they're kinesthetic. They have to touch stuff to learn, feel things. That's about 5% of the population is that way. Then you have auditory learners and visual learners. Now, I don't know where I'm at on the spectrum. I'm probably a mixture of the two, and you can learn from each of them. But 30% of the population is auditory. You hear something, that's how you learn. That's the primary way you grasp and retain information. 65% of the population is visual. 65% of the population, they learn and, and keep things by seeing it. Could be a picture, could be an image, could be an illustration. So I like to use illustrations. So when it comes to, you know, we've been talking about this, you might think, man, I wish we'd move on to something else. Pastor Greg, you know, the first four or five weeks of you being here has been kind of annoying. I, 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 I apologize for that. Um, I need a help. You can come here. Y'all give it up for Evan here. All right, all right. All right, so I don't want to hold the bag and talk at the same time. So I like to use illustrations. We can't do this all the time, but, but I think it helps us. You might say, well, you know, why, why, why is this such a big deal? We keep saying you need to find your place. You've heard me say it. You need to find, you need, everybody say need. You need to find your place. We've all heard people say we need stuff. You need something. And, and I want, there's three levels of need, Three levels or motivations of need. 
And I'm, I'm going to take a long time. We may not get to what I was going to get to the rest of it. But there's one need that is, is you ever had everybody, if somebody threatened you, we got threatened this week. We've been threatened a bit. And, and, and I told the guy when he threatened me here to do bodily harm, I'm not going to put these on. The two, these are Nate's boxing gloves. He says, I, you know, I told the guy, I said, you need to back off. Because he was saying he was going to do this and, and do these things to me. And I said, you need to back off. You, you need to rethink that, you know. And um, there's a need that's a, if you don't, you have, you have consequences that are about to face you, right? You have consequences. But that, that's a very real need. And, and, you know, a lot of times um, in this, you might say, well, well uh, let me find my, my place because this is important. I wrote several things down. Remember, it says in Ephesians chapter 2, it says we are his workmanship, Ephesians 2.10, created in Christ Jesus for which God for good works which God prepared for beforehand that we should walk in them. That What is that? That's that you need to walk in them. And that's not just down the road. That's an immediate, you need to do this. And there, there, are, there are immediate responses to our obedience and disobedience. There are things that you need to do this. Don't wait some other time. You need to do this. Amy said this, I think, last week. And this uh, kind of ties into it. Pastor Amy, was, I don't know if it was Wednesday night or last Sunday when she was taking up the offering. She's talking about sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping is a law. It's a law. We see it. We see it in nature. You see it everywhere. You sow corn, you're going to reap corn. If you sow sand spurs, you're going to reap sand spurs. My, my yard, when we moved and bought our house, you know, we had a lot of sand spurs in the yard. I pulled. Every time before I'd mow, I'd go out and I'm pulling sand spurs, pulling sand spurs, pulling sand spurs. Well, our neighbor, eventually the house was built next to us, and our neighbor had sand spurs. And I'm not mowing their yard. Uh, that area when we moved in, but they built a house and they had some sand spurs. They started blowing them into my yard, right? And I didn't know this was happening because I don't have sand spurs, but my neighbor does. And they were blowing them into my yard. Well, those sand spurs were sown and we started reaping sand spurs, right? And, and so we needed to do something about this. We need to do something. You know, when it comes to sowing and reaping in our everyday life, the need she had said, you know, we don't always reap when we sow finances immediately, but she said it's tied to the goodness of God. Yeah. Sowing and reaping is tied. Yeah. It's a spiritual law. You might say, well, how come I don't reap in my finances sooner when I give? It could be. It could be that there's more sowing of wrong things in your life that need to be dug up before the good things start reaping in your life. He said, well, that's not fair. God is just. If he were to start just letting you reap good stuff all the time for the good things you sow, but then not letting you reap the bad things that you're sowing, God would not be faithful. I said, God would not be faithful. To all of those who are outside of the family of God, they could point fingers at him and say, you're not faithful. You're giving them, spe- and there are special privileges for sons. I mean, for kids, there, there are special privileges. But if by rule, if he did things, applied a different way of doing things, that he wouldn't be faithful. God is faithful. When you're not, when you're not doing your part, that's called disobedience. I mean, I don't want to upset anybody, but that's called disobedience. Because he did this. He created these things, you in Christ Jesus, for good works that you should do this. He wants you to do it. When we're not, we're actually not being a part of what he's doing. And so we're sowing the bad things. We're, sow, we're putting some bad seed in the ground. It's seeds of unfaithfulness. So you, we, we, we need, you need, we need to be involved. So there's that need. Then you've got the need of, of time, right? 
You've got neat. That's the only clock I have that was small. So Amy flies. All right. So um, anyway, uh, it does work. Thankfully, this is on our, this is on our dining table. And um, you, you have the need of time that that time is running out. That time is short. You need to do something. I, I'll never forget. Uh, Keith Moore gave the example. He served with Brother Hagin for years and years and years. And um, uh, the time came. The Lord was dealing with them by going into their own ministry, doing their own thing. And so he went to Dad Hagin. And, you know, it wasn't Dad Hagen's job to hear for Keith Moore what Keith, Keith and Phyllis needed to do. That's, that's their job. And so Brother Hagen hadn't prayed about it. He wasn't seeking God about it. It's not his business. But Keith and Phyllis went to him, and they said, hey, you know, we feel like the Lord is calling us to go out on our own and just want to talk to you about it. Brother Hagen's response was, well, he waited a second. He said, well, you're not getting any younger. <laughs> and that's all he had to say. Well, you're not getting any younger. Well, there is also a need that's, that's based on this right here. You need to do this because the time is ticking and the, and the best time to start is right where you are. And the best time to keep it up is right where you are. Why? Because you need to do it. Time is ticking, right? And we only have so much time on this earth to, 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 to be a part of what he's doing and it directly affects what's coming. It affects our blessing here, but it affects what what's, we're going to have later. And if you don't realize that, we can talk about it. It directly affects. So, we, we, we need to do this, right? We need to do this. And then the last need is, is, a, is another need. Ever have somebody tell you, oh, you, you need to, my time's up. You need to try this. You ever heard somebody tell you, you need, anybody know what I'm talking about? I went somewhere and we went and had some new sushi place and you, you need. And that's a different kind of need. I brought this. I bought, this is something I found when I went to Switzerland. Several years ago. Oh, Ryan's already raised his hand. He's, he's about to take a lap right there. So when I, went to, I shared some with Ryan when I got back. This is something called Ovaltine. You might think Ovaltine. Who's heard of Ovaltine? Not the same thing. This is glorious. And um, uh, this is something. I had to buy this on Amazon. You can't get it. I've been to Europe, Paris, and place. Can, can never find this. Only found it in Switzerland and on Amazon. And this was $20 for this jar right here, for this example. It's worth every penny. Right? <laughs> Now, I was going to have somebody come up who's never had it and, 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 and say, we'll do an example of you. We're just out of time. You don't know how hard this is. I'm telling you, when, I, when, when this showed up at the house, Jack saw, opened the box. Jack goes, oh, my. Oh, oh, hey. Oh, my. Oh, hey. He's like, that, that, can we have a little bit? Say, no, you can't touch it. Why? This is amazing. Well, you can't relate. If you've never had it, you need to try this. Right? You need. I'm telling you, who wants to try it? <laughs> Sorry, there's no time. But anyway. Uh, no, I did bring I did bring some spoons. So after service, if you want to find me, you, we can do this without double dipping if you want to try one. It's chocolatey heaven. It's got it's I mean it's it's one of the most amazing things. You 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 need to try this, right? <laughs> So when we talk about these things, you need to, there's different aspects of need. Why do you need to try something? Because it's such a blessing. We're talking about this. Thank you. We're, we're, y'all give it up for Evan. He's, not only does he have beautiful hair, he's a great, uh, great visual aid. So he's, he, yeah. um, when we say you need to do this, right? You need to do this. There's different levels of need. Part of that need is you, there's such blessing attached to it. There's nothing like being attached to and connected to a group 
that is sacrificially serving God, pursuing the vision, the heavenly vision that he has for them. There's nothing like it when a group is doing that because we read the scripture in, in, uh, in Ephesians that it causes growth of the body. When you start connecting to something that's, when you're not apart, when you're not connected, you're not, you're not attached to what's causing growth. You might be getting some here and there and experiencing a little bit of growth because God is good, but there's nothing like, it's like if you cut yourself, you know, you got that cut. Until that wound mends, it's not getting the supply that it really, why? Because it's not connected all the way. It's detached. It's a part, but it's not really where it needs to be. It needs to be connected. Why? Because then, then all of the, the goodness that the body has to offer starts filling those areas and starts functioning. There's nothing like being a part of what's happening. Because when people are a part of that, God is able to just be himself. Growth starts happening, and there's such reward attached to it. If, 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 you, if you know what I'm talking about, you've experienced it. I mean, when you're a part of it, yeah, there's sacrifice involved, but there's such joy involved. Even when your flesh is irritated, even when, you, when you've got other things you'd rather do, even when it's sacrifice. Listen, when you're being a part of something, when you're married, you're a part of something, it involves sacrifice in your life. You can't just do what you want to do when you want to do it. That's, that, that's called a bad marriage and leads to divorce, right? So no, it requires give and take. It's, it's a commitment that's there. You know, people, you know, if, if you're only going to serve when it's, when it's convenient, I'll, I'll, I'll do my part when it's easy. Or I'll give when it's easier. I'll do whatever it is that the Bible teaches when it's easier, convenient. Then you're gonna you're gonna have a, a, a lessened supply that's attached to that. And like I said, we're taking a lot longer on this, but I need you to see this. You you you. I need you to see it. You need to see this. Pick your need. What need? What pick your need? I don't know what you, what speaks to you. It may be all three. At different times in your life, it could be one or another. Whatever it is, find what that is. But be a part of what he's, that vision he has for your life is everything. We, we didn't get to it, but, but we'll talk next week about the vision for, of our church. The heavenly vision for us as a congregation. You're a part of that. I've been telling people, we're in this together. We are in this together. And you can't do this without me. I can't do this without you. And so together we can accomplish something. When, when, you're detract, when people are no vision, they run wild, they're all of these things. But, but, and, and they don't do anything meaningful for God. But when we're together, we do something meaningful. Meaningful means advancement of the kingdom. There's no greater meaning than that. Thank God for 401ks and building this. And, but there's nothing like building. It's the only thing that'll last. It's the only thing that's going to exist when this, when this age is over. That's all that's going to exist is what we do for the kingdom. That's it. Why do we, why do we encourage people to give and to tithe? All those things. Why? Because it's the best investment you can make. You can put it into a car. You can put it into this. But you're going to have to replace those things. They're going to rust and fall apart. Kingdom things will last forever. Right? Kingdom service, being involved and connected. I don't say, well, I've got this situation. I've got this, this situation. Ask the Lord. Help me to see, God, I need an aha moment for right now where I'm at. What it, do you have for me to do? Not what down the road you want me to do. Right now, what can I do? Right now, what can I be a part of? Why? It's so vital for us. It's vital. Individuals, it's so important. We, we, we need this. So we need this. 
you know, there, there, there are going to be other ministries, other things that begin to develop and things that happen. Well, you need people to do that. There are going to be blessings waiting for some of us that we've never even imagined, that we never even thought was possible, that God will move some of you guys into some things that you, you, you'll look back and say, wow, I, this is what I was made for. Oh, this, this, this is why I'm here. It wasn't for a, for a secular job. Thank God for secular jobs. But I have a place in the body of Christ that, that that's what I was made for. Ooh, I, there's nothing, there's nothing to, 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 that can replace that. So nothing can replace that. God has something for us. You know, one of the things I could say for us, you know, younger and, and things, man, we, 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 gotten, we, we did as much as we possibly could. Not trying to get a church accomplishment award. They didn't give them out, you know. I mean, they, they exist, you know. That's not what we were after, but want to find, want to find what God has for us. These things have been progressive. We didn't start where we are, and we're not where we're going to finish. That's the way God is. I mean, we're, 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 we've got, there's more to come. But being in the moment, connected, involved, giving it everything you've got, running with what God has given you, there's nothing like it. Let's all stand up. I went a few minutes. Well, close, I'm close, I'm close. Illustration took a little longer. I wish I could have had somebody come up and eat some of the Ovamatine. You, you'd be on Amazon this afternoon buying some. I'm telling you, it's, a, it's amazing stuff. But it's, no be- it's not better than the blessings of the Lord. It's nothing better than in your heart knowing that God is, you say, well, I don't know if I'm going to believe what you're going to say right now. It's nothing better than knowing that God is pleased with you. So Pastor Greg, I don't believe that he's always pleased. No, he always loves you. I always love my kids. But when they're doing something cray-cray, right, I'm not pleased. I never stop loving them. I mean, I wrecked three cars growing up. Tres automobiles, right? For all, I don't know if that's right or not, but uh, Trace is right, I think. Three. I wrecked three cars by the time I was 18 years old. Not mine. My mom and dad, some people are shaking their heads. I've not had a ticket or an accident since. I, I, got, I broke it. I, I broke something else, but it also broke. I broke a lot of cars, but it broke that in me, you know. My parents, I remember the first, the first accident, brand new. Was this my first? Might have been. I think it was the first. My dad had just bought a brand new truck. Ford Ranger. Had less than 1,000 miles. Hadn't even made a payment on it yet. Saturday night, I jump in it. I'm out on a date, you know, not paying attention, running a red light, hit somebody. Totaled that thing. The police officer, hey, you want to call your parents? I said, I'd rather you just lock me up. I, said, I did. I did. I told him, I said, I'd rather you just lock me up. I don't want to call home. I can, listen, I'll spend the night. I'll be fine. I like, I like jail food. It'll be good, you know. Never had it, but I'll try it. I mean, I was, I don't want to do this. I remember my mom. Called and said, hey, mom, I'm, you, I'm okay, but I had an accident and the cars, the truck's really messed up. Her words were, well, I'm glad you're okay, but your butt's in a sling. I'm like, oh, those are not words you want to hear. Like, oh, I'm, I'm in trouble. Said, I'm glad you're okay, but I, I definitely, I told the police officer, you definitely need to lock me up. You know, do not. No, you're not, you, you love, but you're not always pleased. Nothing like being a place where God is pleased with where you're at. He loves you, but we can be, that's one scripture says we can fully Please the Lord. 
in every area of our life, we can fully please him. I don't about you, but that's what I want. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. Jesus, we're so grateful for all that you've done for us and the gifts. He himself, you yourself, gave gifts to men. Yes, the ministry gifts, but gifts to each and every last one of us. Vision for our lives, purpose for our lives. Causes growth of your body, of your church. Father, we're privileged to be a part of that. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for including us in your plan. Thank you for including us in your plan for humanity, this plan of redemption. You have entrusted us with parts of that plan. Father, we're grateful. Jesus, we're thankful. Holy Spirit, we're we're so grateful that you've empowered us. The ability is there because of you to walk these things out. Lord, ask for each of us, help us to see it. Open our eyes. Give us another aha moment of what you have for us. Father, we thank you for it in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.